righty, boys. Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about prickly bushes. Like last week, we had had happy Danny and his <laughs> five-year anniversary. We went this week. I want to talk to you about it's, it's going back to the prickly bush, but afterwards. So we've used the the nut care and we're nice and smooth underneath. You go for a run, footy training carts. You know, you played your two hundredth on the weekend. That was pretty huge. Always get a little bit of chafe afterwards, I find. But nut care has come with the goods. They've got the body powder for men with with the wood. I've used this a few times now, and it's it's not like your standard powder. It's it's above grade level, I reckon. And it really just keeps you nice and uh, nice and fresh down there. So there's no more chafing, no more need to worry. That's why we're pretty happy at any given Sunday to have Nutcare as proud sponsors. So proudly Australian, Nutcare is taking down under grooming to the modern day man. Recently voted number one again by Men's Health Magazine with Bear Nuts Pubic Hair Removal Cream. Nutcare is revolutionising male grooming. As proud sponsors of any given Sunday, they're offering 10% off your first order by simply using the code as it is for all of our sponsors any given Sunday. Put it in at the checkout. Discount will be applied. Nut care is essential grooming for men. Nice. So, Tim, you're telling me you got wood? You happy? Happy you got wood? <laughs> Silver wood, too, surprisingly. It's Good. weird, but it's you know, it does the job, you know? Beautiful. Brown 45. Brown 45. You are listening to Any Given Sunday, Australia. Yes, hello and welcome to the Any Given Sunday Australia podcast, the number one podcast in at least three households, one studio, the Gridiron Australia headquarters up in Winnipeg, uh, over in Pittsburgh. where were we yesterday? Up in the ABC studios. We're all over it. We, we are number one everywhere. We are growing. It's amazing. Joining us as always is our experienced, oh no, not the work experience kid, however reliable, TC24 at Tim Carty, AGSAU. How are you, mate? Yeah, very good, mate. It's always nice to be self-appointed number one. So um, number one in our hearts as well. No, I'm going very good, mate. Uh, obviously had some pretty exciting news, uh, which you boys already, already know about. Uh, my beautiful wife, uh, gave birth to uh, our third uh, little girl, Frankie. So, huge, uh, yeah, massive. So we're yeah we're we're on uh, over the moon at the moment, on up on cloud nine. But um, yeah, going really good. Um, Frankie and Anna are both doing doing really well. Amazing news, mate. That's that's what we love to hear. Also joining us is our work experience kid turned pro at Danny Webb AGSAU. Any kids for you, mate? <laughs> no kids on the way, but massive congrats both to you, Tim, and your lovely wife. Will shall remain nameless. I don't know if she wants to be named. Oh, I just said it. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. well, congratulations, to Anna. Yeah. As well, like incredible and welcome to the world, little Thank baby. You, Thank you. Appreciate it. No, no kids that you you're aware of. <laughs> no, 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 no kids that should be remain nameless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, Anna is. Uh, Annie, Anna's what's the money few... going out of your account each fortnight? <laughs> Anna's had a few mentions on the podcast. She's uh, she streamed us a few times, and she was number one supporter for a while. She but... was a little bit. She's trailed off a little bit. I'll, I'll get her back on board. Don't worry. Yeah, I can't wait but... to get the Any Given Sunday sticker on the back of your car. She always loved that one. Oh, she yeah. loves that one. Oh, but luckily though, she has jumped on and gone to our merch store and picked yes. up some merch. I did see Anna rocking a little t-shirt, yes, which is good, yeah. and all the boys are rocking some stuff here today. Yep. Yeah, so the mesh all is up. Uh, everything, everything's on there. Hoodies, t-shirts, long sleeves. Check it out. Grab a mug. Support us. And we appreciate everything. The team tees are now live. T-Mac was working hard on those during the week. Oh. So the team tees, they're all sort of bunched up in divisions, hopefully to try and make it a little bit easier for you. But they all look really good. So well done, Macca. Yeah, unfortunately, I'll be spending a lot of money buying because some of them look extremely fresh. Yeah, and it's the best part is even if you do like another colorway that's named another team, it doesn't have the team name on nah, it anywhere. Oh, exactly. It's just any given Sunday branding. So if you just like the color scheme, that's all right. Just go for it. Grab it. Yeah, I will be. I will be. But the uh, the hip pocket will take a bit of a... Maybe our sponsors can pay for it. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> there it's is all about... Keeping the economy moving, don't even. Don't yeah, even that's it. It. Well, it is a local. It is a local, so we are supporting the locals, which is yeah, huge. Support locals, that's good. 
just a couple of quick bit of news that we're just going to run through. We're not going to talk about it, but just to get it out there in case people didn't know, some huge signing over the last few days. Justin Herbert signed a huge $262 million five-year deal. Absolute bag. Trayvon Diggs at the, bo- at the Cowboys, at the boys. The boys. He, uh, he also signed a $97 million five-year deal, which is huge <laughs> for a cornerback <laughs> position. The boys. And uh, Saquon Barkley, he signed a one-year $11 million deal. So he's not, uh, he's not going into – or a lot of the running backs are not training, which is huge, but he has signed a one-year deal with the Giants. So a lot of noise is- around that running back position and contracts at the moment but yeah we won't get into it too much today but no, no, just so everyone knows and, and up to date with the bags that are being handed out uh, yeah. a few that will be mentioned in this one that haven't received bags yet which is we'll keep that under my uh, my lid for the moment i do have that on the ins and outs thank you uh, the first the first time we are doing the nfc west boys remember that a few times we've run into a bit of trouble but the nfc west is who we're doing yes, and the first half is brought to us by c2c rare threads find them on Instagram is probably the easiest way. Go through our Instagram. You'll find them 10% off any given Sundays, the code like I mentioned, but they're huge, huge supporters of the show. Cats, you had something. Uh, no, I just said, speak for yourself, having trouble remembering what division we're doing. Yes. I do have we, a lot going through my head. Yeah, we did well like, uh, on a recent interview as well, which I don't know if we've announced yet, but I'm going to announce it now because I'm sure this is going to come out before. We, we had uh, Charlie Pickering on from the ABC and, yeah, both T-Mac and I were talking like, oh, like we got a preview episode coming up this week. And T-Mac was like, ah, what division? Who's next? The AFC South, no, I've done that. No, we got it out eventually, I'm pretty sure. Easy, but, to, yeah. easy to get confused. Just work your way around the compass. Yeah, process of elimination. Yeah. Also, okay. Danny Boy, quick shout out. I see a nice, shiny new jersey in the background there, mate. Oh, yeah. You know, that's going to be copping away in the next <laughs> next week's preview episode, week after. Copping away. Yeah. <laughs> It's absolutely fire. I'm so stoked with this. And, and uh, anything to support our fellow Aussies and also supporting my birds. It's a win win. Well, and your favorite player. So, exactly. It's a lot of boxes there. It ticks a list. lot of boxes. It's, uh, it was on the wish list for quite some time and it's finally arrived, which is Hell good yeah. because, That's as we've spoken about many times before, apart like Philly is one of Australia's teams. I think it's Philly and the Rams, isn't it? Or Philly and the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. But you could not buy Philly merch yeah. anywhere. So, if yeah, anyone. It's funny. You can't find in like in person, in store. No. Philly merch is just it's nowhere. So. so if anyone has any Philly merch and they want to send it to me, go for it. <laughs> DM me. I'll, nice, I'll, uh, I'll drop my address. Nice little call out. At, at Danny Webb AGSAU on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Cart, <laughs> uh, you are starting us off with a little spiel about last year, mate. All righty, let's get into it. So last week, uh, Danny Boy did a great job of weaving a nice little story and got all four teams in there together. Me, uh not as no. well done. I'm just going to be team by team. So we'll just work our way through. So uh, the 49ers obviously took out the division uh, with a record of 13 and 4. Um, they went on to get rolled by your birds in the uh, conference final, Danny Boy, when everyone will sort of remember that game. It was almost like um, everything that could go could go wrong went wrong for the 49ers, unfortunately, with Purdy obviously getting injured early in that game, which we'll touch on a little bit. Um and then I think there was the sideline sort of incident where, was it Bosa got the um, studs to the car for? Like, you know, it was just perfect storm of things going wrong. Um, so yeah. the Eagles actually sort of took that one out uh, pretty comfortably in the end. But just going back to the start, week two um, was when Trey Lance went down, season-ending injury. So uh, second stringer, Jimmy Garoppolo, jumped in. Uh, and, you know, it was doing okay, steering the ship all right. They were sort of... They dropped a couple of unexpected games here or there, but we're going okay. Had a had a decent record going into the bye. They were what one, two, four, four and four going into the bye. So not you know not terrible. Um, and then Jimmy obviously went down in week. It was week twelve or thirteen. Um, I can't remember. So then, pretty much this almost the story of the year for the 49ers. Mister Irrelevant picked two sixty two or whatever he was. The last one in the draft. Um, Brock Purdy came in third stringer and uh, he actually like set the house, well not set the house on fire, but he actually um, played really well. And uh, they were in a run of, I think they won their last uh, 10 games definitely. And Purdy was uh, the starting quarterback for seven of those. And he actually went on to win two postseason games as well, taking out uh, the wildcard game against the Seahawks and then the divisional game against the Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys. 
Thank you, Mecca. Um, so Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, bit of a bit of a story of the year for um for the 49ers there. Also, things of note: um, Nick Bosa was obviously a beast all year in defense. I think he led the league with 18 and a half sacks. Um, so super the defense super reliable, and like a lot of people talked about having that plug-in offense. Why Purdy was able to do so well? Just their system there, just you know, play the systems. But um, for pick two sixty two, what did we say? You know, being that third string to come in and, and perform so well, and obviously they're going to have a bit of a um, quarterback. What, no, not, not quarterback controversy. What do they call it? The just the quarterback between, Yeah, between him and Lance uh, for the starting position this year. Uh, as we mentioned before, he got he did get the um, elbow injury in the conference final. He ended up having surgery. Was it the full Tommy Johns? I can't actually remember. It wasn't the no, full. No. Tommy Johns. Like full Tommy Johns. That's right. So he's where you need to make your call. Make your call to Dr. Yeah, Danny. <laughs> Dr. Danny's injury report. Um, so he was progressing well through his recovery. He was. I remember seeing a story saying he was throwing a few weeks ago, um, and progressing well. So yeah, like like we said, there's going to be a bit of a quarterback competition there for the starting um, QB spot. Moving on to the Seahawks, they came second. They actually made it to the playoffs as well. They had a record of nine and eight. Um, Sort of the main story for them uh, before the start of the season was about not not losing Wilson, but uh, trading Wilson, and um, sort of kind of people sort of thought, oh, they've given, not given up the farm, but like you know, getting rid of Wilson. People were expecting expecting them to struggle, but they actually they picked up uh, I think four picks that they were able to use within the top forty, and of two of those picks, uh, Ken, uh, Walker at running back and Woolen at cornerback, they both were nominated for rookie of the year in their position. And then Geno Smith, the uh, sort of the journeyman kind of quarterback, backup quarterback, he stepped up and he was able to, he actually um, was nominated for comeback player of the year. Um, he had a, he had a huge seat. He was actually kind of my, I was following him a bit cause he was, he was my quarterback in fantasy. So I ended up, I was following the 49ers a bit and he was a bit of like a, oh, I don't know, not cult following, but I, I really enjoyed seeing him do well. And they went on a bit of a run in the middle of the year. You know, winning four games in a row, they they dropped the odd um, game here or there that sort of probably um, didn't hurt them. They, like they still made the playoffs, but they it was came down to week eighteen. They had to win, and I think the Lions had to get over. The Lions had to win as well. Like they were kind of relying on other results week eighteen to make the playoffs. Um, so which they did, and it was the tenth time in thirteen seasons under Pete Carroll that they've made playoffs. So really, a mate like. Really good record there under Pete Carroll. They ultimately, uh, they went down to the 49ers um, in the World Cup weekend. Welcome back, Macca. Yes, sorry. The, the dogs yeah. are causing a bit of drama. Yeah, so, sorry. <laughs> nah, so we're just, we're up to the Rams now. Uh, yeah, you, you yeah, no, you're right. Super Bowl champs from the year before. They actually ended up with a record of 5-12. and 12, And it uh, is actually the worst Super Bowl hangover in NFL history. I saw <laughs> another stat saying that it was actually the worst uh, like Super Bowl or championship hangover in actually all American professional sports. I don't know if that's true, but we'll run with it. It's hard, it's hard to compare though. Like if you're, it, if you're it, playing it, the it, NBA it, it, and you're playing, I wasn't going to say it, but I was like, games. I, it sounds like a sexy stat, so we'll use it. But <laughs> essentially, they shit the bed and then they broke the record for the they broke the record for the most losses by the defending champs as well, which was I think set by the Broncos. Um, in oh, I'm not sure what year, but Elway after Elway, um, the Super, the Elway Super Bowl. So, uh, kind of a couple of records you don't really want under your belt, but they've they've got them now, whether they like it or not. The big issue for them it was Stafford, Cup, and Donald all um, combined for to miss. I think like oh, the last like the Super Bowl year they combined for 68 games all together or whatever. 2022 season they only were able to combine for 30 games. So. You're missing your three stars. It's going to be tough. Baker Mayfield ended up coming in, starting the last five games for Stafford, who was out. Uh, first game, I think we remember, he came in midweek, maybe on a Wednesday. Yeah, or played on a Thursday. Played on a Thursday. So, you know, he played, had 24 hours to come. And they ended up winning. They beat they beat my Raiders, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> I didn't want to mention it, but you kind of have to. But um, he went on. They He won two of his last five games, but they had a stretch in the middle after the bye where they lost six in a row. And that was just kind of the, the nail in the coffin for them. They weren't going to make playoffs after that. Um, so, yeah, a bit, bit of a disappointing season for uh, the Super Bowl champs. And then 
uh, rounding out the division, we had the Cardinals. So pre-season or, you know, before the start of the season, they re-signed their GM, their head coach, and their quarterback all to long-term contracts. So everyone's sort of thinking, all right, that's really good. Good for the culture. We've got the faces of our franchise for, you know, the, the you know, the short-term or long-term future. Um, unfortunately, just how things panned out, they went 4-13, and 13, equaling their worst losing record ever. Uh, Keem, the GM, resigned. <laughs> he, he, was, he was resigned. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach, was fired. And Kyler Murray, their, their quarterback, their star franchise quarterback, had done his ACL. So, unfortunately, by the end of the year, all, all three of those guys were gone. Um, and that just reflects how poorly their season went. They went on a seven-game losing streak to finish out the year. Um, some other issues throughout the year. D-Hop missed the first six games through the um, performance yes. enhancement drug suspension. Uh, Marquise Brown had a foot injury, missed five games. And also, Ertz, Zach Ertz did an ACL as well. So during the year, while Kyler was playing, uh, he couldn't get all three of those stars on the pitch together. Murray went out in week nine, I believe, with the ACL. But so in those first nine games, he just couldn't get his three star, three stars out there all at the same time. So that's that's really going to hurt you, obviously, as well. Um, and another big story from the cards, JJ Watt um, retired during the year as well. Uh, pretty much at the top sure. of his game. I know you're going to probably I'm touch really nice. the new, <laughs> at the top of his game. With, he was uh, 12 and a half sacks. So went out um, went out on top, which I, I respect that a lot. But yeah, so that's... Um, that's the that's the wrap for twenty twenty two for the NFC huge, West, please. Huge wrap. Allowed me to go and deal with the dogs and come back and still go. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, and you, you said was... on, I will mention that he is an out, but he's gone on and purchased a soccer team or something. Did you, have you seen this? Him and his his wife's a, a gun soccer player, I'm pretty sure. And yeah, he's gone on and buy soccer teams. So I heard that. that's cool. Yeah. Obviously, like seeing from watching quarterback, uh, you'll know that Patrick Mahomes' wife is a part yeah. owner in the Kansas women's team. I'm not sure what... Brittany? Brittany Mahomes? Brittany, yeah, Brittany. I'm not sure what the sock team is called, but it's the women's professional team in Kansas City. Yeah, it's not the Capitals or something it's like that. It's kind of yeah. cool, yeah. And, then, well, and he's bought into the Kansas City baseball team. Pa- uh, Patrick? Yeah. Oh, there you go. So They're just making plays, them two. Yeah. Well, but they are not in our division, so we'll talk about when they are. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, I've Kansas City current for those playing at home. Nice current. work. Faster tans in the West. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got the ins and outs. Uh, we're going to start usually on the bottom and then make our way up. So it was the cards that were the bottom, wasn't it? You can do that, yeah. I can do that. Sweet. So You're uh, <laughs> the cards were a little bit um, hard to find. They haven't really made huge moves. I-, I found a few of the teams hadn't made huge moves this off-season. For two of the teams that sucked, that didn't really make huge moves, I found that a bit weird. Uh, <laughs> but the biggest ins I found for the cards, so as you said, uh, head coach was gone. So they've, they've brought in head coach Jonathan Gannon this year. He's starting off. Um, and like I said, not huge ins. they got Zach Pascal from your Eagles, a wide receiver, Danny, and Chris Barnes. They were probably the two biggest ins. He was a linebacker out of the Packers. I really enjoyed his football, so sad to see him go. But And the two biggest outs, I think, were DeAndre... And JJ Watt, they're huge outs for them this year. And depending when they get Kyler back as well, if he did a mid-season, he won't be back till mid-season. You'd imagine. Yeah, expect it'd, it'd be at some point during the year. Probably be before that twelve-month anniversary. Yeah. But it'll be some. He's a very versatile yeah. quarterback, though. So that's going to be huge. Yeah. To see how uh, he and obviously, yeah, D Hop and uh, JJ Watt, huge um, like franchise. Yeah type players, star players, so massive yeah. losses. Is, is Gannon the coach, the pew-pew-pew guy? Is that him? Uh, possibly, that, yeah. I reckon he was. He did that weird, that awkward little thing yeah, on camera. Yeah, there's a few awkward things that coaches do, but yeah, he was definitely... That's, uh, that's, that's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's him or not. It's definitely one of the coaches, yeah. 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 Was it Steichen, maybe? Anyway, um, in the draft, though, their top three picks in the draft, round one, pick six, they got Paris Johnson Jr., um, an offensive tackle out of Ohio State. Round two, pick 41, an edge rusher. Oh, this is a perfect one for Danny. DJ <laughs> Ojurari. 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 Out of LSU. And I've got to say his name again, which sucks. Uh, round three, pick 72, Garrett Williams. He's a cornerback out of Syracuse. Uh, but the big problem with those guys that they've picked is two of them 
BJ and Garrett Wilson are on the <laughs> yeah, just BJ. They're on the uh, physically unable to perform list alongside Kyler Murray, and you mentioned Zach Ertz as well. So, not really leading into a, a new season. You know, two of their top three picks, as well as their QB and their number one tight end, and their number one you know edge rushes out. Like, not really looking to be a good season for them heading forward. I don't reckon. Well, it probably leans towards it's definitely going to be a slow start, probably. Yeah, until Kyler comes back, they're gonna—they're really—they're scratching the surface, aren't they? They got Colt McCoy, who's who's a, a great backup. Don't get me wrong, but he just hasn't quite taken that step forward to be a, a starting QB yet. He was, you know, he, he played what the last nine games of them last year, and like you said, they lost seven of them. So yeah, mm. Man, even just those front office changes, like it's. Oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a big deal. It's a, probably a culture shift and like the, the coach trying to you know, put his stamp on it and all that sort of stuff. Gannon trying to put his stamp on it. So, yeah, de- definitely look for a slow start for the Cards mm-hmm. next year for sure. I'm yeah, thinking. They, shouldn't, they shouldn't be reaching too high, I don't think. The uh, good news is Kyler's got plenty of time to play Call of Duty. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't have to worry That's- about the three hours of study. That's the thing. Like, if if Kyler comes out, oh, sorry, if the Cardinals come out and they've lost, like let's say the first ten games, when Kyler's actually due to come back, um, does he bother? Do, do you just sit back? Yeah, good point. Do you let him come back at his own time? Like you'd assume the the Cards would be like, you know what, you come back when you feel like you're ready. No, no, I don't think they're not with him. You got to when he's help. Like they're when not, he's going to rush him, but they're going to bring him. Back. Yeah, I think they won't rush him. But once he's healthy, ready to go. Yeah, you don't pay some of that much money and say, look, if you want to have the rest of the year off, you have the year off. Like, and you know he's going to get, he's going to put on twenty five kilos playing Call of Duty because I, <laughs> I don't know when, but Car seems to know when does the new Call of Duty come out? Is it yearly or? I think it's every two years. Every two years, oh, okay. So we're safe this year. If it was next year, we'd be in all sorts. <laughs> if I'm right, I don't know. <laughs> no, we're going with it. You're the Call of Duty man. Uh, Danny, do you have how you they're going to go, mate? Uh, yeah, so I've got the schedule and a couple of few key games that I've circled throughout the schedule. They are opening at Washington to start, like at the Commanders. And I think that's a, going to be a very important game. So we're not expecting the Commanders to do too much, if anything, really, yes. especially after the sale and all that. They might come out with a bit, a bit more fire in the belly. Who knows? But I reckon if the Cards can actually try and get up on that game, it's probably going to be a good way to start the season. Do I think they're going to do it? 50-50, probably a toss of a coin. But another one I circled a little bit down the line. It'll be interesting to see how they play at Cleveland, where they're playing the Browns. Mm. And uh, another big one, which is when they're playing at the Bears at Chicago. So all these games are away, which is going to be tougher for them. Um, majority of their home games, they've got the Falcons at home, which will be good for them. But yeah, the schedule's not necessarily looking fantastic for them. For yeah. Now. I think you're right. Like, Sorry, I, agree. I totally agree with you, Danny. Like, these are big games because they're probably... A few of the teams that we're expecting not to go as well, but because they're away, they're big danger games for the Cardinals. And you're looking at, yeah, week nine in Cleveland, um, you know, that 12, 12 months on from the ACL injury, potentially Kyler could be back. But also by that time, maybe Deshaun is starting to hit his straps a bit as well, nine weeks in. So, yeah, yeah huge, huge All danger. the other teams are going, you know what, let's circle that one at home. That's one we've got to win. Like. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So they're looking, all the home teams will be like, this should be a relatively... You know, it should be a win, really. If they come out and perform, do everything right, they should be able to take it away. So it's huge, huge games for the Cardinals because they are looking like they potentially might have a worse season than last season with their schedule. The schedule is not friendly to them. Like so, Christmas Day, Christmas Day in Chicago. We, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not that's not a, good. That's a tough one. It's actually uh, the twenty fourth of the. Oh, Christmas Eve, yeah. Christmas yeah, Day, Christmas yeah. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good day. Great, great watching for us. That's good. <laughs> um, we'll do your predictions at, at the, the end. end. Yeah, yeah, sweet. All right, on to the Rams. Another one that I just had a lot of outs and the ins. I was just like, for a team that went, was it 5 and 12 or something like that last oh, year? Like, I'd expect a few more ins. Danny mentioned uh, to me before, which I didn't actually see, they got something like 40 rookies or something. Is that? Yeah, I've actually got it up because I knew you were. You weren't going to mention it. So as as the Rams begin training camp, the roster includes nearly 40 rookies. Hmm, Which is a huge amount of rookies. But that is part of the, what, the 93 that they'll be cutting down to soon. We'll have to get those dates, actually. I'll I'll be under that. Um, But so some of the ends, they've only actually brought in two 
two players they've brought in, uh, and one of them they've just re-signed. So okay, okay. Um, Coleman Shelton, who's an offensive linesman, and then Marquise Copeland, who's a defensive linesman, are the only two ins. But I think that the biggest ins, which Cardi mentioned in his little wrap-up, Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, they're going to be the two. You know, I think Aaron Donald played the most out of the three of them, so I'm not playing him as an in. But Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, who missed a majority of last year, that's their two biggest ins. Obviously, they're two with Aaron Donald. They're two marquee players. They're the ones that are going to make the biggest difference going forward. But some of the outs they've lost, three of the biggest outs, I think, two definitely. Jalen Ramsey, who's gone to the Finns, and Greg Gaines, who's gone to the Bucks. He's a big tackle that's gone to the Bucks. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and they've also lost uh, Baker Mayfield, who went to the Bucks as well. He's he's another a big out. You know, He's looking to make a big name for himself at the Bucks this year. So I just feel like the outs are just not like the, the ins are not covering the outs. So it's very, very interesting year for them. And even their drafts, they didn't have a draft pick until round two because of their Super Bowl run where they gave away so many to bring all the players in like OBJ and things like that. And I, I, I saw something in an article saying they had the fuck them picks mentality for the 01-22 season. And that was, it obviously got them the, the Super Bowl. But yeah, it sort of, it does look like it might hurt them in the future not having all those picks and like with the aging list so it's that it's all it's that huge debate it's like amongst fan bases do you do you want to give up the picks and ultimately get a super bowl or yeah that's where that conversation's gone we've we've thrown that up on our twitter before and had 50 50 it's honestly it's split sometimes like no i'd rather be at least competitive and have a chance because like like we say anything can happen on a sunday so you can you can you can potentially win, like especially when you get to those, especially when you get to the playoffs. Like it's just whoever has the better system on the day is going to take away sometimes. Like if you're the top top elite team, so if you're fighting at that elite level, would you rather just be competitive the whole time rather than throw everything away for the future and go all in, knowing that you're probably going to walk away with mm. the exactly the other side of the argument? They got the Super Bowl, they got the ring. So yeah. it's, it's hard to argue against when it works. Yeah, the only the only team I've seen that I think can can say that they've successfully done it, but they haven't got the the ultimate prize would be the like the Forty ers They seem to have that, which will go about their draft picks this year was incredible when you look at it. Um, but the Rams, you know, they got the ultimate prize, but they're gonna have four or five years. I reckon it, you know, Stafford's got to have an an outstanding year, and Cooper Cup's got to get back to where he was, which. You know, after the injuries he's had, is he going to get there? Who knows? Like, um, in their draft, so they had round two was their first pick, pick 36. Steve Avila, he's a guard out of TCU. Round three, pick 77. Byron Byron Young, which uh, was brought up on this show previously accidentally by our, um, our uh, Laurie, uh, Laurie Huresh. <laughs> he brought him up. He's an outside Yeah, our ESPN insider. Is, he'll forgive me for that. From uh, Tennessee, Byron. And then Kobe Turner, round three, pick 89. He's a defensive lineman out of Wake Forest. So, again, just not sure about these guys, whether they – the players coming in are going to have to have some big years for them to be competitive. And I reckon this might show on Danny's picks if I'm picking – what Danny's picks are going to be. Yeah. <laughs> what, what a game. I'll pick them and then you've got to pick what I pick. <laughs> we could be here for hours. That'd, yeah, that'd be great listening for everyone. There won't be any, any dead air. Anyway, on, on to the schedule. I think the the most important key games that they've realistically got are the ones against their own division. So the, the two against the 49ers, two against the Seahawks. They are going to be very pivotal of how, if they're going to have a winning season this season or not. If they can't walk away with at least one win in each one of those games, they're not going to have a winning season. There's not a chance. Um, He's only against the cards that they should should probably beat them. The cards are probably... Well, even that, that could go 50-50 as well. That could go one-on-one. So if you're not going one-on-one in all three of those, you're not having a winning season because like the other teams that they're matched up against in their schedule is like you got the Bengals, you got the Eagles, Cowboys, like, you know, all team Ravens, all teams that are contenders. You've also got the Saints and Giants in there, which, depending on hey, how the they... the Giants could be a, they're a threat. Saints... You don't know who they are in a day. Steelers even, like, yeah, they've got yeah. some tough games in there. Exactly. So I reckon the most key ones are the ones where they're actually playing in the division. So they need to really be walking away with those ones when they're playing in LA. They need to be walking away and they've got to have to try and steal a couple on the road. Otherwise, they're not walking away with the winning season. 40, yeah. rookies, 40 rookies on the list. 
Like you've only got a few, like very few now veteran guys that are coming back. Like that is a lot of weight that's going to be on their shoulders to help lean and shape all these rookies to perform. Like rookies make mistakes. That's the rookies, they're allowed to make mistakes. It's the first season and then they learn and they grow and they become better players. And as long as they're learning and growing from their mistakes, then they will turn out to be better. But yeah, it's just going to be very hard, I think, with the roster they've got and the schedule they've got. Yeah. Interesting too, Danny Boy. They've got, uh, so against the divisional rivals, they've got three. They face each of them before the bye and then the three games after the bye as well. Like, you know, sometimes it can be a week removed and you, you play the same team again. So they do have a bit of time in between facing each of their divisional rivals. So whether they learn or improve from that, it, it, that'll be interesting to see as well. And like the, the divisional rivals as well, like they're going to be, they've, they've all got these games key marked, I think, because it's, obviously so important to each one of them that they walk away with minimum yeah, yeah. one out of the two. Hmm. Definitely. Uh, moving on to second in the division was the Seahawks last year. So they had a big year for your, yeah, your man, Gino. Uh, so they had a couple of big ins. One was from, uh, which I didn't put him in as an out because I was having him from an in, if that makes sense. Bobby nope. Wagner, they brought him in from, uh, he was at the Rams and they brought him in. They brought yeah. him back, which is huge. He was a real big, I always talk about having those guys, the locker room guys. He's a definite locker room guy, um, huge for them. So whether it's just a one-year or two-year deal just to see him out because he is on the old. drafted the same year as Wilson? Did they draft them together? Could have been, yeah. He's been huge for them, Bobby Wagner, anyway. But they're bringing him back as well as Devin Bush, who's a linebacker, and Julian Love, uh, who's a safety. Again, not, not huge ins for them, but... Couple of good rock locker room. Devin Bush, another one, just a locker room guy. Um, not saying they're not going to be huge on the field, but huge in the locker room is what I think. A couple of outs. Rashad Penny to your Eagles, Danny. He's a big running back. Kyle Fuller, who's a center. He was he was their starting center for a few years, so that's a pretty big loss to the Broncos. And Cody Barton, a linebacker, he's been sent to the Commanders. They have kind of replaced him in the draft. They did have a pretty good draft. Um, a couple of early picks. Round one, pick five, Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois, the cornerback. Huge wraps for him. And they've got, uh, to go along with Tariq Woolen, they've got a young but real, real flashy kind of, uh, you know, cornerback safety uh, combo. So huge, huge pickup for them and a lot of wraps for Devin. Uh, round one, pick 20, Jackson Smith and Jigba. A very yeah. quick, very tall wide receiver out of Ohio State, which is huge for. Your man Gino, just another weapon to go along with, you know, DK um, and Lockett, Tyler Lockett, who just, you know, keeps going. I don't know how. You lock it, yeah. Yeah, he just he just keeps going. I don't know. He's he's bald as. He looks like me, but he's... Um, he's just reliable, man. He's very, very reliable, that man. So their wide receiving core is just growing stronger and stronger. So, um, and bringing back Bobby Wagner. We know at one point they had the most scores for and most scores against. They were up there with the Lions. Yep. So strengthening up that defense and, and really strengthening that, that offense too is they're just going to bring them down and make them a bit more wide apart, which is good. And then they're lucky the third pick, round two, pick 37. Derek Hall is an outside linebacker from Auburn. The only problem is they've got Jamal Adams and Tariq Woolen, the man I just mentioned, both put on the physically unable to perform list at the moment. Yes. Mm. We, we touched on what well, you, you had to go shoot off to break up the dogs brawling, but we touched on how well they did at the draft last year with obviously Woolen and Walker being nominated for Rookies of the Year. So if they're able to go those, what was that, three picks within top 37, top 40? Yeah. So there you go. So, you know, just able to top up again at the draft. So then, again, this is the other side of that argument, having the mm. picks uh, to be able to bolster your franchise. So, uh, yeah, it could be another exciting year for the so, Seahawks. And as you were saying, cards like, uh, Gino's almost had like a rejuvenation in his oh, yeah. career mid last season. And hopefully he just continues to build on that. Like all he wanted was his own team. And like, you know, yeah. he thanked the Seahawks for giving him the chance. He signed on, yeah, didn't he? That he was signed an extension. He should, should... He got paid. The boy got paid. He deserved it. And we talked about um, just him being a journeyman backup, backup quarterback. So awesome to see him get a chance and yeah, be the starter and hopefully has another productive year. Yeah, and I think I think he's got a lot to prove as well. Like he obviously oh, sure. fought so hard to get there. So now, like let's let's really see what he can do. When yeah, he's got, he got the... he's got his chance. You don't want to let it go after just one, you know, one good season. Yeah. Uh, just before we go to you, Danny. Sorry, so, Witherspoon and Smith and Jigma were the last two picks 
out of that trade for uh, for the Broncos for, for Russell Wilson. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, and I, I think already you can say the Seahawks have absolutely won that yeah. deal, like big yes. time, <laughs> pretty <laughs> yeah. pretty comfortably. Schedule wise, uh, we'll, yeah, hundred percent. Like we'll get to the Broncos. Yeah. So. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, schedules there. Opening one is against the Rams, which I think will be very good. It's in Seattle, so I think that's a big one for them. Uh, just to show that all their pieces that they have picked up, like you said, they've done really well in the draft the past two years. Let's see it actually out in the field. Let's see it against the Rams at home. I think that should be a good win for the Seahawks and a great way to start the season because then next they're facing the up-and-coming Lions, which I think mm. is another big game for them. Uh, and then they've got a couple of games against like you know absolute contenders, like we said before. Uh, they've got the Bengals, Ravens, Cowboys, and Eagles. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they – fair against those teams that probably are that maybe that slight step above where the Seahawks are currently. It'll be very interesting to see how they go against them. If they can compete, keep it close or seal a few of those games, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how the divisional standings end up. Yeah, definitely. I, you'd almost, that, that, that start to see themselves as, you know, pushing to that contender kind of category, I reckon. So they're going to at least have to go 50-50 in those games. Absolutely. So they, yeah, they're the biggest ones that I've got marked on mm. the schedule. Yeah, I reckon goal for them is definitely playoffs again, and then winning playoff game this year for sure. Yeah, and then they'll be able to look at their off season, all the signings, their drafts as major success. If they can get to the playoffs again, whether it is through taking out the division or wild card, I think I think they will make it one way or another. Uh, and then as long as they take away a win this time in the playoffs, it will just show that everything that they've done, everything they're fought for. for Signing Gina that extension, it was all mm. worth it. Definitely. Yeah. No, I agree. And then finishing off with our number ones, which was San Fran last year, they made it into the playoffs and made it pretty deep without that injury to Purdy. It could have been a different story against your Eagles, but I guess we'll never know. So their biggest ins... <laughs> so funny, it's true. Their biggest ins are Sam Darnold coming in at QB as currently named as the second string QB. Just another one. Another one. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Um uh, Hargrave, they've brought in as a defensive tackle, and Jake Brenfeld, the center. So he's they've just re-signed him just to really bolster their their offensive line. So he's been their center for a few years, and just really, I think that's a big in for them or a big signing for them. The only real big sign, uh, big out they had was Jimmy G. Um, just you typing away, just sending him over to the Raiders. That was probably their biggest and only really out in the draft. So their first pick was eighty seventh overall in the round. Round three. So this is the the side that I was saying that's kind of been successful, um, but been giving away picks at the same time. So uh, safety, Joey Brown, I'm going to go with, out of Penn State. He was the 87th pick. Uh, round three, 99th overall, kicker Jake Moody from Michigan. Round five. Round five is their third pick. Like, it just blows your mind a little bit. 155. Uh, Durrell. Luter Jr. out of South Alabama. He's a cornerback. So they have had a little bit of dramas out of cornerback the last few years. So that's uh, just make a little bit of competition. It's not a bad thing for them. Had a couple of notes. So Brock Purdy has been declared fit to train, which is huge out of them. And he's number one on their depth chart, which I think is nice, like a little key note to, to say. And like I said, Sam Darnold's been put in as number two. So what they're going to do with the three of them that they've got there at the moment um, is going to be huge because Nick Bosa is actually sitting out for the moment, waiting for, trying to work out his contract. So his contract, I think, is going to definitely impact the way they go with quarterback. Maybe not this year, but definitely in the coming years because they're going to have to pay someone. Um, Purdy's probably got the longest before they have to pay him, really. So I'm feeling like if he can, if he's number one and he starts and does all right to start the year, uh, he's going to go a long way to, to keeping that number one spot, I think. Yeah, so what, Lance, Lance is coming into his third year? Yes. When does the rookie contract run so out? So you've got four years and then they can pick a, take a fifth-year option. Yeah, so Purdy will only be in his second year this year. So, yeah, like you said, if he starts and does well, they probably look at going down that mm-hmm. path. Like they did give up the farm to get um, Trey Lance. Like you said, they're giving away the picks and everything. But if that's the way it goes, it just makes yeah. sense to go with Purdy purely from a contract standpoint as well. And Purdy's proven, like, he was undefeated until that game against Philly. Like, yeah, no, he, he came in and it, but that's the thing, that's the thing with the 49ers. They've built this system that 
they almost quarterbacks as long as you can hit your targets can be like picked up and dropped in and they can then still perform like they've got so many weapons like you you got Kittle um got McCaffrey, McCaffrey who I actually forgot to mention in the in the uh, season wrap as well so yeah so Cody got... and Kittle started to get a nice little connection going too yeah um, and with, with McCaffrey like actually him coming in and spending the whole season with them uh, so second season with the 49ers, they're only going to continue to improve. Like you can attack in the air, on the ground. Like they're a very, very strong side. So with if you can get Purdy to sit in that QB one spot and just pay him the minimum amount and still have cap space to sign other weapons, why yeah. wouldn't you? You'd be mad not to, yeah. Yeah, I think between the, the three of them, it's only like at the moment, it's something ridiculous like nine million or something like 10 million that they're spending on a quarterback at the moment. But yeah. that's going to change obviously in the future. It's going to change drastically, but yeah, it's it's a good spot to yeah. be at the moment while you're trying to figure it yeah, out. Definitely. Sure. What's their uh, what's their danger like schedule, or is it all positive for them? Uh, I'd say it's relatively positive. The opening games at Pittsburgh at the Steelers, but like you're saying now, with I think the biggest question was leading up to this point pre-training camp was that QB question and who was going to be sitting in that role. If Brock Purdy is going to be taken back that number one spot. And he knows that. He's obviously going to be trying to prove himself to keep that number one spot. But he was also proven last year anyway. So as long as he's fit enough and healthy enough to carry him on, I think there's going to be less of a worry. I think that was the main worry was where he was going to be sitting uh, in the QB order. But they've got a big game, I reckon, against the Cowboys. Um, But that's at home, which is good for the 49ers. The Bengals is always going to be a tough one. They're playing the Eagles, which is the rematch of the... Um, Divisional championship game, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, but the, the end of the schedule is like looking relatively favorable for them. They've got Cardinals, Ravens, Commanders, and Rams to finish. That's a nice, it's gonna be a nice, not way a bad little it. four week run into, yeah, leading into playoffs yeah, there. Definitely. Yeah. So, right, we'll get on. I think, yeah. uh, are you gonna? we're going to get on to your predictions uh but before we do i I did forget to mention american connection the third and final sponsor that we do have find them online at americanconnection.com.au or uh the same on instagram with a k cardi always remember with a k but like i said before go through our instagram that's the easiest way you'll find all of our sponsors through there and the promo code is the same for all of them and our merch store go to our merch store for sure danny (laughs) <laughs> so uh i haven't looked at the over under. i have the over unders. yeah I've, that's, I haven't lo- that's the way it should be that's good that's good yeah i haven't looked i just went through the schedule and uh tried to pick out as many wins as i could um yes. and always, i always lean a little bit towards the overs because you know, you know i like seeing teams succeed but Cause cause not everyone can. Can. yeah because <laughs> hell yeah not hell everyone can because believe it or not if you don't win you Ooh, lose what? What? What about yeah, if you Well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> Come on, please. Uh, uh, so I have the Cardinals coming in at three and 14. Ooh, yes. So the official line is four and a half. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to... I like I'm that. Gonna, give me the under. <laughs> I'm going to hit the under. Like five wins. <laughs> We're just for... talking about the overs, but give me that. Smash that under. <laughs> yeah. We love the runs They are so bad. <laughs> uh, but like we said, like, you know, uh, new coaches, questionable team. You know, lost a lot. when the quarterback's coming back, yeah. like mate, it's it's, it's going to be a tough year to be a Cardinal supporter. Yeah. I think absolutely, and like, it's not going to be the worst thing for them. But I think the hardest thing for them if they do end up three and fourteen, if they do get the number one pick, like do you go Caleb Williams or are you? Oh, you that is a very that? very good question. A juicy like, point. <laughs> like, are you, you going to trade that number one pick because everyone, everyone wants him. Everyone needs a quarterback. Wants him. Everyone has had a quarterback who they've had for four years. Yeah. Wants him. Like, it is this year, and they say it every year, but this year, this coming year, the twenty twenty three draft, yeah, is it? Or twenty twenty four draft? However, they work it out to be uh, is like a QB heavy draft with some yeah, serious. Yeah. Do you go down the the Chicago Bears and you know trade away and get some weapons in for? It's a very good question there, Danny. Well done. Mm. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how the cards actually do. But yeah, I've got them at 3 and 14, so that's absolutely smash those. <laughs> um, I, my, after, I did this prior to us talking about it, and I feel like I almost want to drop it one less. Uh, but I'm going to leave it as it is because, you know, got to go off the cuff. I've gone the Rams to go 8 and 9. 
which oh. might be a little bit too friendly. Yeah. So you're thinking eight and uh, nine or seven and ten? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, six yeah. and a half is the uh, official line. Yeah, yeah. So seven and ten, seven and ten is what we're going yeah, with. I would, t- I'd take the overs. Oh, yeah. The unders yeah. would be like, like we said. Like we said, if Stafford, Cup, and Donald are healthy and get out on the field consistently together, it makes a huge yeah. difference. So yeah, and, and it's good to have, it's good to have that veteran leadership and especially if all three of them are on the field like like you said when they were, were all on the field two years ago together obviously had a few more other vets with them. but they had the super bowl run so i think like yes they've had the hangover but the th- the three of them alone like donald is such a competitor he doesn't want to lose he didn't even want to come to the field when he's been injured he's played before with broken ribs <laughs> in the snow he's just a hungry hungry competitor so i don't i can't see them willing to do what they did last year we didn't, also, we, we didn't touch on McVeigh um, committing again as coach. There was a bit of talk about him potentially going and taking that big media yeah. deal. And there was the story that came out about how he's, he told his um, coordinators, you can look at other options. So everyone was like, oh, well, McVeigh's gone, this and that. But he, he ended up committing again. So obviously he still believes and like he still thinks this team's got an, like enough to give that he wants to go around again. So, yeah, you'd be, you'd be a fool to write them off if they can all get healthy and, and get everything together. But, yeah, I think I'd definitely take the overs there for sure. Yeah, and with the Seahawks, as we said before, like I want them to be in the playoffs and I also want them to be winning a playoff game because I feel like they've, what they've built and what they've done with their draft and Geno, like rejuvenating his career, I feel like they deserve it and I want Gino. it to happen. So I'm just going to will it into existence and give them 10 and 7. Oof. Yeah, 8 and a half. So that's not too... Oh, easy take the overs. I, I agree with the 10 and 7, Danny boy. Yeah, 10 and 7. Uh, like a few of those games that I said they were, they were 50-50, I gave them. They are very but, strong like on said, the defense and they're only getting better on offense. So Exactly. So they're just going to continue to yeah. build. Nice. Uh, and lucky last, I have the 49ers not necessarily doing as well as they did last year, but still doing well. Because I feel like, as I said, their system is kind of like a plug and play, and they are so strong. Like you got Bosa, McCaffrey, Kittle, and then you know I'm the biggest Purdy fan going around. Party. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, I, you know I love that Brock party. Uh, but yeah, so I've given them eleven Ooh, and six. Bang on, ten and a half is the line. Nice. I, yeah, yeah. I'll go overs. I'll go overs. I'm thinking twelve five, mm. but yeah, def- definitely take the overs. Yeah, yeah I just like. When I was writing this, like the whole the whole quarterback question was yeah, still yeah. looming in my mind of how it was all going to actually pan out. But if he if he is like you're saying, if he has been marked as fit and he does do all the training camp and he doesn't have any flare ups and he can still throw the way that he was throwing towards the end of the last season, yeah, eleven and six is easily doable. And I'm going to hit yeah. the overs. Yeah, I think it shouldn't be, but if well, I can't see it. I literally cannot see it happening. But if the Nick Bosa contract goes on for a lot longer than what we're expecting, that could be the other little sticking point. I cannot see yeah. that happening. I, he's the best defensive player out there. Give him all the money he wants, but just could really uh, stuff things up. Because he's a locker room guy too, as well. He's not just a beast on the field. He's a locker room guy. So, um, yeah, they'll be they'll be doing what they can to make that. Uh, so, would you be surprised if I told you that the Niners are favourite to win the division? <laughs> uh, Absolutely not. Dollar fifty nine favourites. Yeah, that's what I said so to Danny far. before when we we're doing this. When I was writing it up, that this is not one of those close divisions that we've had in the past. Uh, the Seahawks, you, you could get a little bit of value at the two dollars ninety mark. Uh, then the Rams are out at 11 and the Cards at 26. So if you're feeling like the Cards are going to come out and somehow <laughs> perform a miracle, uh, 26 bucks is juicy. Mm. No. Not sure about that. Maybe save, so, your, save your pennies. Put I, think it's, I think the Hawks are the only one that could probably cause maybe an upset. It, well, you never know. Like Everyone's seen yeah. 30 now for seven, eight, nine games. Teams might be able to work him out and and and, and combat that plug and play. So never know. But I feel like I feel like last year seven games was enough to work it out. Last yeah, year and he was still getting it done. Until so. the Eagles took out his arm and they worked him out. He can't throw with no elbow. Can't yeah, throw with no elbow. Like, it, it happened so. 
it yeah. happened so early in the fourth string, I can't even say remember the poor bloke's Johnson. name. But he went out. Is it Johnson? Johnson, he got concussion. But, um, you can't really put the loss. You almost can't put the loss against Purdy's name because he was gone It was so only early, what, the second anyway, or third play of the game. Getting, it's not that early. Getting, <laughs> getting technical. <laughs> nah, nice. Um, Anyway, yeah, for sure. I think we all sure. agree about that one. Well done, boys. That was a very quick and very well, not probably not as quick as I thought, but good, good episode. Well done. Well done. Um, what was this? NFC West. So next week is the AFC West. Am I wrong in saying that? No, you, you are, are right. Timothy, your thoughts. So yeah, so we have the Raiders. Uh, the Broncos, which I said I can't wait to talk about, the Chargers, <laughs> and the uh, reigning Super Bowl champs, the Brendos. Oh, and Faf's uh, Chargers. Let's not forget Faf. He, he sent me a message yesterday oh, when uh, Herbert got his bag. He's very happy with himself. I did, yeah. did Has he, has he, he ordered one of the Chargers well tees? <laughs> Yes. And don't forget to get on those merch stores because uh, <laughs> I spent at least 10 hours that whole day putting those T-shirts together. Uh, oh, it was a big day on the tool, but I was very tired. Lots of, lots of backdoor entries that day, <laughs> I mate. am the backdoor now. Don't forget that. We have had a few people jump on and get around already, <laughs> so we do appreciate those guys. Uh, a few boys from work, Danny, so we appreciate those. Jimmy, he's, a, he's been a big supporter the last few weeks and getting us some some people on the show, which is huge. Shout uh, out Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy is huge. No, sorry, not two weeks. On Tuesday. <laughs> just, just as a human. Tuesday, that Charlie Pickering <laughs> episode will be dropping, so make sure you listen to that. It was one I wasn't – when I said it to him, I go, mate, I honestly don't know how this is going to go. Uh, if we can get a 20-minute episode, it'll be delightful. We got over an hour. So he was very passionate – He's very insightful, Danny. I don't know if you agree with me with that. He was—he knew a lot more than what I was expecting, and he's—he's he's a very big Bills Mafia fan, so definitely one to listen to. Bills. Yeah, it was absolutely huge. I reckon it was one of our, uh, one of my favorite interviews. Anyway, it just flowed so well, and obviously Charlie, being the man that he is, he is—he can talk. He can talk the back legs off a donkey. He just speaks so oh, well. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> why not? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, but uh, boys, let's wrap this up before we get on to too much dribble. Make sure you find us at all the socials. Uh, I've got them here before I forget them all. That's it. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Make sure you set the little dongle. Are we still, are we big on TikTok yet? We got, we got, we got followers. So that's you. Hey, Good. Oh, shit. Shut up. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, that's pretty much it. Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. Let's okay. West next week. Let's go, Raiders. Raider Nation, baby. You can have that. <laughs>